Warning. This show may be unsuitable for young fillies, colts, and foals due to strong language prevalent in literally every episode, and some mild sexual innuendo. We will also touch on themes of racial relations, political climate, and other sensitive subjects, but we will let you know when those things come up. Pony, welcome to Equestria Gaze, a My Little Pony rewatch podcast. You can follow us or this podcast, whatever, on Twitter mm. at Equestria Gaze. I'm the always professional Anya, and my pronouns are they, them. And you can find me on Twitter at aka Anya. I'm joined by my partner in life, love, and unfortunately, puppy parenting, August. Hi, I'm August. I did not wave at the microphone this time. I use they them pronouns and you can find me on Twitter at Harpydora. And today we have a special guest with us, Izzy. Howdy. I'm Izzy. I use CCR pronouns and am secretly a Draconicus. You can find me on Twitter at the Shondeer and find the actual play podcast that I do at Hope's Hearth Pod. Woo. We're happy to have you. I'm happy yeah. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, each week, we're going to saddle in to rewatch an episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic to break apart what exactly the show is trying to say, the good, the bad, and the downright problematic. We figured it's 2020 and everything is happening so much, so why not watch some cartoons? Personally, I'd not seen My Little Pony until this year, um, and it was kind of weird that I hadn't gotten into it sooner because I was a horse kid growing up, but we're here now and I'm learning about cartoon horses. And uh, I got into Friendship is Magic when it first came out. I witnessed the genesis of the Roni fandom and eventually fell off the cart around season four, which is to say this ain't my first rodeo. Like August, I've been hoofing it in this pasture since the beginning, but I unhitched myself from the wagon somewhere around like season five or six. I can't actually remember which one. Uh, my Little Pony was one of those things that helped me during my senior year of high school, and it always has had a special place in my heart. Oh, I love these colorful ponies. They're so good. I I didn't give them enough credit back when they first came out. So <laughs> they're good. They're very good. Mm -hmm. And this week we are going to be discussing season one, episode 11, Call of the Cutie, which Izzy specifically requested to be on. So yes. here we are. <laughs> So this episode begins at school, where Miss Cheerilee is explaining cutie marks. Diamond Tiara and Silver Spoon, two rich girls and bullies, point out how embarrassing it must be for Apple Bloom to not have her cutie mark yet. 
and they invite her to Diamond Tiara's Kitsunira that afternoon so they can continue to judge her outside school hours. After school, Apple Bloom approaches Applejack, Rainbow Dash, and Pinkie Pie for help getting her own cutie mark, but to no avail. Even Twilight can't make her cutie mark magically appear. She spends so much time worrying that she ends up at the party by accident. She fails to sneak out of the party and is confronted by her bullies again. Two other fillies, Scootaloo and Sweetie Belle, come to her defense, showing that they also don't have their cutie marks. The trio form the Cutie Mark Crusaders and set out to discover their cutie marks. We fade on Celestia reading Twilight's letter as she gazes fondly at her own cutie mark. This was a challenge in how many times I can say the word cutie mark. <laughs> if you say cutie mark in front of a mirror three times, a uh, Bloody <laughs> Mary will come appears. and... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to try it tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna summon the cutie mark Bloody Mary. That's... God. Hmm. That sounds she's, awful. She's an adult <laughs> blank flank, and she comes, and I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's it's... actually an episode later on. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Not not I know. so many gory details, but... <sighs> I mean, like, they make these horses wait a long time for their cutie marks, so, like, so much happens to these poor horses. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's... That's what we're looking at this time. Um, and we, as always, have picked our main message to Phillies, Colts, and Fools, what we think that this show is trying to say pretty overtly with its main message to the kiddos. Um, so I can go ahead and give mine if that works, and then y'all can give yours. Yep. So I think that this episode was trying to tell kids that trying to rush through life and force things to happen is only going to lead to disappointment. And uh, my message was uh, puberty comes in its own time and it's okay to not be quote unquote grown up yet. Uh, mine was you have to take the time and energy to discover what you're best at and it's okay if it takes a while to figure it out. It's so sweet. It is. And then there's the not sweet part where we talk about all the <laughs> hidden stuff. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. This is the meat of the show. So saddle in, right? Yeah. Horse pun? That's the only horse pun I know. I think that's been proven in you the, did it. what, 11 episodes of this show? That's it. <laughs> eh, it's fine. So, I'm the one who started off uh, the notes here. Although I think we say this a couple of different times, just gotta love the focus on butts. And it keeps happening. I'm so glad these are horses and not people, because this would be so incredibly awkward. It still kind of is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right, but... <laughs> this episode is all about, like, a ten-year-old girl's butt, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say anything. I've seen too much. <laughs> I've seen too much. Ugh, yeah. Mm. I've heard horror stories of the merch, and I just... I don't... Mm. I don't dig the people... Buying body pillows of adolescent characters. Stop that. <laughs> yep, it's bad. This is an actual child. I just remembered what the fandom calls the horse butts, and I'm just like, mm, we're gonna lock that away in the memory vault. Oh no, this part I don't know. No, we're locking it away in the memory vault. I don't want to say it. But let me into your mind palace. Now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Izzy. I'm sorry. I'm dead now. That's okay. It's my ghost. My ghost is talking. 
The ghost is opening the mind palace and the fandom calls them plots. Is this a thing? I feel like August has told me about a word that means a thing. No, that's it's not a different that thing. thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> I'm learning so much about horses and very specific terminology for horse fandom things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We know too much. Learning is fun. MLP will do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. It doesn't get any less awkward. <laughs> no. Um. So, like, I'm going to end up focusing on, like, the puberty allegory a lot because, like, I was an early bloomer and, like, puberty allegories just, like, irk me mm-hmm. a lot in coming-of-age stories so uh, my next thing is a great puberty allegory there. Also got to love that careers are immutable from puberty onward. Yeah, I think I had something about that, too. Yeah. Mine was like, just, you don't know what you're good at yet? What you want to do with the rest of your life? Oh, my God, what a nerd. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. I, I've. I've just I've grown up in the human world where like, you know, you turn 18 and you pick what you want to go to college for. And if you pick the wrong thing, surprise, you fucked up. And now you have a lot of debt. And I wouldn't know this from experience. (laughs) But like, these kids are younger than that, even. And like, I think that system's fucked up. So this is even worse. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so much. And like, I think that it is important for kids to know that like, you can find your your special talent in in time but like tying it to coming of age feels really toxic especially mm-hmm. given like all of the pressure that's put on young people to have their life figured out by the time they're 18 and it's just like i feel like there are ways to do this that don't involve that kind of toxicity you know Honestly, though, if you'd asked me when I was 10 what I wanted to be for the rest of my life, I would have said a veterinarian. And like, honestly, maybe that would have been better than letting 18 year old me flop around and try to figure it out. (laughs) Because I changed my major so many times. It was awful. When I was 10, I think I wanted to be I think I wanted to be a marine biologist. I went to college for theater. (laughs) Yeah. Then I flunked out. Yeah, I wanted to be a geneticist. I dropped out of college three different times, and now I'm in IT for reasons unknown, honestly. <laughs> it's kind of your whole career is fascinating. Like your career accidentally happened to you, which I feel like is the epitome of what a career is. <laughs> like you don't train for this shit. You're just accidentally get an opportunity and then you like learn everything and now this is your career now congratulations yeah it was really weird and my cutie mark if i were to have one i feel like would have absolutely nothing to do with my job which is another thing i kind of take issue with here because like in this world it's implied that your special talent has to be something tied to like what you do for the rest of your life and that you love it yeah and it's like I don't love my career. My career's fine, but I don't love it. Like, that's not... I'm doing what I love right now, which at the moment is podcasting, <laughs> but it's, you know, generally creating things for other people to enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why when I drew your cutie mark on the podcast art, it, I didn't draw a computer <laughs> or strings of code. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is appreciated, TBH. Also, 
Yeah, we didn't even introduce, like, Izzy is responsible for our cover art, and it's amazing, hey. and it's my laptop background. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me that. I love this horse, me. Oh. It's it's so good. I'm going to have to draw them, like, properly at some point. <laughs> I will take so many horse drawings. I, I love this this dumb horse that is now me. It, it is definitely me. Damn it. I have a pony Sona. Listen, I worked really hard to make them look good. Oh, <laughs> you did great. You did fantastic. I did my best. Um, yeah. Uh, on the note of like uh, jobs having to be related to their talents, Fiki, Rarity's talent is not re- like it's related to what she does but that's not like what her cutie mark is like for it's weird it's a later episode yeah. but it's weird <laughs> it's so weird it's but i, I still can just hear like baby rarity going <laughs> oh rock <laughs> <laughs> i love her <laughs> i always insert a fuck in there because of course to me rarity is the one who would <laughs> say fuck yeah. yeah, especially in, like, the situations of, like, being appalled. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Rarity and Applejack are the two who would say fuck. Pinkie Pie also says fuck, but the same way that <laughs> I say fuck. That's because you're Pinkie Pie. Um, <laughs> it is because I'm Pinkie Pie. Yeah, so um, I think we did talk about the focus on butts. My next note is just... I love the the bullying based on puberty. Like, it's, again, I mean, I guess it's one of those things that, you know, kids are going to go through. I kind of went through it because, um, like I said, I was an early bloomer. So, you know, I guess this is meant to reflect, like, children's experiences and what these, you know, what little kids might go through on a day-to-day. But at the same time, it's just like, it's so upsetting and disheartening to see this kind of thing go unchecked by the adults. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, that that part of this really, like, no one ever seems concerned that Apple Bloom is being bullied. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there's a part of me that wants this to be, like, wish fulfillment for kids, and so it's like, hey, maybe if I'm being bullied, somebody with authority will actually do something about it. But then mm-hmm. again, Diamond Tiara and Silver Spoon are rich, so they're untouchable. So again, I guess reflecting real life. I have so, so many notes Ugh. about that. I hate, I hate them, them so much. I know they're children, but I want to pop yeah. them. <laughs> like, imagine how bad their parents must be. I don't think I've met their parents or if they, like, are shown uh, in the series at all oh they do show they show up yeah we've watched an episode where i think diamond tiara's because he's a uh, filthy rich right oh yeah he's basically sam walton yes i believe okay yeah uh, yeah i'm pretty sure that is diamond tiara's dad yeah yeah, yeah. it ain't great like Kids have learned behavior and like ultimately while these kids are incredibly frustrating and I don't like them, like they are accurate characters and the adults should be doing more. Yeah. 
They really should. There's there's no real message about bullying in this episode. It's just like, just be okay with yourself. Yeah, no, there's not. Which is wild to me. Yeah, like almost every ch- children's cartoon has some sort of special episode about bullying at some point, but... Mm-hmm. I think this one has one when yes. Babs comes in. Yeah, and that's... Mm, we'll get yeah. there. The Yeah, the lesson in that one's a little muddy. But also, like, I doubt that this ever comes up, but I am deeply curious about how cutie marks came to be and where that magic comes from. Same. It's just, it's fascinating to me. Like, yeah, I don't know if it comes up. If it has, it's one of those things that I haven't seen. I follow a lot of bronies on Twitter still because I like pony mm-hmm. art. Uh, so I see things, like, especially when the final season was happening, and I, I it didn't come up, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately it doesn't affect the show or, or merchandising or anything, unless, like, you had, like, a cutie pox no. pony, where if you dip her in hot water, she has <laughs> one set of cutie marks, you dip her in <laughs> cold water, she has a different set. But, and that's how um, cutie marks are born. Yeah. That would be cool. It's, it's <laughs> from a reactive paint. <laughs> but, like... I want a like a, a a lore book for my life. I feel like to truly like answer that question, we would have to go back to the earlier seasons because this season builds so much off of the existing franchise that like you kind of have to know what mm. this franchise is about to get some of the things that are going on. I mean, I came at this knowing nothing about prior My Little Pony, and it still reads. That's fair. I I like had the action figures as a kid. But, like, that's just because I had anything that had a horse on it. But, like, yeah, I feel like they just expect you to know that and or expect you to not question it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, it's it's unimportant to the show or merchandising. So, yeah. But also, I just wanted to note, because, again, it's one of those things where it's like I've started to notice background ponies that became really popular um, and I think this is uh, Doctor Who's first speaking role. Yes, it's the first time he says words. Wait, yeah. Where was he in this <laughs> and episode? And then the next time he says words, he has a different voice actor. Yeah. Wait, where was he in this episode? I didn't even notice him. Apple Bloom was trying to sell him. He's the one that... Oh. Yeah. Or sell to him. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Bloom was yeah. trying to sell him apples. She... Yeah. Uh, trying to sell him apples. And he like... Yeah, didn't he like begrudge <laughs> or like very frightenedly take some apples because mm-hmm. she was pushing so hard? It was like one apple and yeah. he overpaid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I have Dr. Hooves toys. They made official merchandise. He's a Funko Pop. I'm so bad at picking up on those minor details where I'm like, unless you shove him in front of my face, I don't notice. Like I said, the only reason I'm noticing is because going back and watching it now, knowing what I know about the ponies that the fandom latches on to is just interesting. That is true. Like (laughs) Every single background pony in this show has a name. Oh my god. Want to know how I know this? I The wiki. Oh, I was going to say time in the fandom. <laughs> the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic wiki is very mm-hmm. in-depth. There is a list of every single background pony, what episodes they appear in, what their names are, what their supposed personalities are, what their cutie marks are, and if they had lines 
how many voice actors they've had. Wow. That's so much. And like, is all of this canon Uh or is it fan or is it a mixture? Because I know like the fandom has a big part. Uh, It's, it can, some of it is a mix because there are some pony, background ponies that have like supposed names where they've come up like in conversation or something or in the comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, The comics are nebulously canon. So it's weird. Some of it is also word of God. (laughs) Well, now I know. Uh, On an entirely different note, um, I took a moment here just to point out that I'm happy that customer service also sucks in Ponyville. Like, (laughs) the customer getting mad about the apples and just like, no, you need to empty your whole supply into my thing or else I'm going to go be caring about this is just so relatable. (laughs) Like... As someone who's ripped bonbon having to having to take all those home, like she couldn't even carry them, and yet she's still being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, lady, it's a ten year old kid. Come on, but also, like, I've served that lady. <laughs> D- so, it's very real. That's all. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and uh, the next one is something that uh, Anya and I both kind of like commented on the same thing. My note specifically was why does she have to slash want to go to a party thrown by a bully like the way she talks about it is like she has to go like she's being forced somehow yeah that that was weird. it's a weird poke at pony culture like parties are a big deal in their society it would seem and like I don't know. I was never even invited to like the popular girls parties. So the fact that everyone just has to go was very confusing to me. Like Apple Bloom, just don't go. Yeah, like I think it's supposed to be you go. Oh, I was just going to say like, you know, I was an unpopular nerdy bullied kid. I never got invited to any parties. So like this does not appear to reflect real life. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be poking at the trope of like um if you don't go to the party then like everyone at school will like know you didn't go and it's a weird thing about pony culture too because it's like there's that as like maybe it's like shameful to not go to parties and ponyville in particular because of Pinkie pie mm-hmm. mm. so and this is a pinky pie thrown party true which happens very suddenly it's like apple bloom just had a full-on blackout there <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's relatable to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next point was yours, I believe. Yes. Anya. Sorry, I'm not sure where Izzy's are, and I don't want to like miss any Izzy points. I I have one that's in the same. Most of my points are just weird little comments, but um, I also have a point in the same spot, basically. Except mine is just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so my next point is talking about the um the scene with Rainbow Dash like encouraging Apple Bloom to try all these different things as fast as possible and unlock her cutie mark. Like aren't you supposed to be the adult? Maybe you shouldn't encourage this unhealthy obsession that Apple Bloom is getting with like finding her cutie mark. Yeah. My joke is just yes, Apple Bloom, go ask your lesbian aunt for help. <laughs> I mean, that is also valid. Like, she's clearly the cool one, right? Yeah. 
yeah, obviously she should know how to do it. And also she got her cutie mark, like, the first, the fastest, hmm. which is not canon, by the way. Yeah. It's, I just, there are so many Continuity, times where I'm like, is it? aren't you supposed to be an adult? <laughs> This child. Yeah, my my note is like, why why do the adults not take these kids to task? Yeah, and uh, this seems to push the narrative that you have to be good at something immediately for it to matter. Like, how does Apple Bloom <sighs> know that these aren't her special talent? Like, she could just be like not good at something right now that she could be good at mm. later and that could turn out to be her special talent and like this is such a harmful again this is a really harmful narrative yeah. to push about like you know this happens to a lot of kids who are like in american school i don't know how it works in other countries but like in american schools like you end up in situations where like if you have to work hard at something, it's devalued a lot of the time. Like, you get bad grades if you're not immediately good at something. And it's just, it's bullshit, man. I, I mm. want to say that also this mindset is very specific to Rainbow Dash because of her personality and how she, like, views things. Because, I don't know, later when we're seeing the other pony, um, the friend who got hers, like, overnight... We see her saying, like, oh, I, I always loved baking. I just didn't realize it was my special talent. So, like, I, I mean, she didn't start out great at baking, obviously, if she – or maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know her backstory. But she, yeah, we'll, we'll never see her again. It's, it's weird. <laughs> but, like, she certainly wasn't aware that she was amazing at it and that it was her special thing if that was the case. Yeah, but I mean, like, in other episodes, we see them, like, just trying things once and giving up on them, like mm -hmm. hang gliding or rock climbing mm -hmm. or stuff like that, where, like, they have it scheduled out, they go do the thing, check if they have a cutie mark, if they don't, oh, well, they move on to something else. Right, and it's very much, it's framed as, like, they don't even, it's it's definitely a conversation about knowing yourself, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe hang gliding. Like, do you want your special talent to be hang gliding? Like, have you even asked yourself if you want that to be what your life is? Mm. There's uh, just with with the Cutie Mark Crusader episodes just all around. It's really weird because it's really obvious that the adults know this. That it's like, yeah, your special talent is something that you enjoy doing it's something that you are already aware that you're good at and they don't tell the kids this they just try to lead them to this conclusion instead of telling it to them like why don't you try practicing things that you already like doing and it's like ugh. which we'll see more later in like other cutie mark crusader episodes that it's just like why yeah yeah this whole allegory, like, don't get me wrong, I like this episode, I like the Cutie Mark Crusaders for the most part. There are some times where it's like, you know, they fall into the default of kind of obnoxious younger characters, but for the most part I think they're really fun mm -hmm. and I enjoy them a lot. But, like, the whole Cutie Mark allegory thing, I just, it frustrates the ever-loving heck out of me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Same. 
Would you believe that we enjoyed this episode, dear listener? Because we did. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be so... Yeah, I also enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so hard on this series if I didn't like it, because it's, it's like, true. when it's good, it's so good. But when it's not good, it's just, like, more disappointing because the highs are so high, you know? It's true. I think that's a, a good way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I also wanted to note that after... Anya and I watched Winter Wrap-Up before recording this episode as well. And after listening to Winter Wrap-Up, the song Pinky sings just falls so flat. And my note was the song from Lazy Town was better. You can't follow Winter Wrap-Up with another song unless that song is also going to be a banger. Yeah. Cupcakes is a very short song. It's a very short song, thankfully, because (laughs) I'm sorry. I just it's okay. Like it's it's in my head right now and I'm like bopping to it at my desk because like, I'm just playing it in my head cuz I am pinky I'm pie. just thinking of the one from Lazy Town because it's a piece of ba- piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. <laughs> Ain't easy to say though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not if you're me. Take a cup of flour, add it to the mix. Um I do also <laughs> enjoy how Pinkie Pie can eat literally anything. Oh my god. I love her. She's a garbage disposal. She's she's so great. I love that she can eat anything. It doesn't seem to phase her at all. She's still a deity of chaos. Maybe because she's a deity of chaos, she doesn't realize that those things are inedible. <laughs> yeah. She's secretly a draconicus. It's fine. Did we see this in the episode... Um... Where someone had made, like, the spoiled cupcakes to... It was Applejack who had made the spoiled cupcakes. Oh, the baked bads. Yeah, and, like, Pinkie Pie could eat them. Pinkie Pie ate them. No, she got sick. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So she's not immune. She called them baked bads. That's right. She's not immune to food poisoning. She's just, like, resilient. (laughs) Yeah. She can eat charcoal. (laughs) That's not normal. Technically, anybody can eat charcoal. It's just got to be activated. <laughs> Jesus. Activate your charcoal. Ponies. Your ponies can eat unactivated charcoal. Yes. Our, our horse fact of the day. Yeah. We haven't had to Google any horse things recently. No, not recently. I'm sure it'll come up, though. Well, that's why I was talking about the charcoal. Oh, that's true. Um. So my next note is just something that I find very interesting and just a connection I made that doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the plot but I feel like the fact that magic doesn't work on cutie marks would indicate that there's no such thing as like a magic transition for trans ponies like trans ponies would still have to do HRT and stuff because you can't magic puberty so yeah I think there's spells that can temporarily change like your like physical appearance as a pony yeah mm-hmm. but nothing permanent like the only permanent physical magical pony change is when a pony becomes an alicorn mm-hmm. yeah because like rarity's and that's wings. it yeah mm-hmm. rarity's, rarity's wings and the mustache that twilight gave spike and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um com- you know like i said that was completely unrelated it was just something that popped into my head 
uh, because trans people exist. I'm sure trans ponies, well, trans ponies should exist. They should. There's got to be some fan ones, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's mine uh, exists. Hey, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. My 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 pony Sona went from being a pony and then became a Draconicus. The best kind of transition. I mean, Hell yeah. I think if the show is going to like cater to the fandom so much, they have to embrace the fan like all the way. So like those fan ponies are canon. <laughs> there is in a later episode a canon fan pony who has a wheelchair. Oh, interesting. I that's don't think neat. we've gotten there. I actually mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that episode. Uh, I think that's in season six. Okay, yeah, we definitely haven't gotten there. Yeah, we're still in season four. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really cool. It's a good episode. That's exciting. Yeah. I do like settings where magic exists, where, like, magic used to magic away a disability or magic used to magic away, like, gender dysphoria doesn't exist because I do, I mean... Like a lot of people, sometimes I fantasize about what if there were a magic wand I could wave to get rid of my dysphoria. But, you know, it's also mm. nice to see that, like, it's reflected that it isn't just an easy fix, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, ponies still need regular health care. Yeah. It's good. Also, I really love that Twilight, when faced with a child, is like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Please remove this. I look, I love Twilight. Uh and that is very relatable. Yeah. She already has one child she has to deal with. She doesn't need more. Like, please, please get this away from me. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Um unrelated, but I'm so glad that Apple Bloom got to ruin the party's cupcakes because like <laughs> fuck off Diamond Tiara. <laughs> god and then uh my next note is how can balloon popping pony turn that into a career i love pierce oh my god his name is pierce oh my god Uh uh-huh that's that makes that so much better but also what does he do for a living i'm not sure i don't remember what his special talent actually is he pops up a couple more times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pops. It's being sharp, I guess. Maybe I I read that as clumsy, like he wasn't paying no, attention. He's sharp. Oh, he's just sharp. I mean his cutie mark is and his his horn is pointy. Yeah. But aren't all their horns pointy? No. Oh. His is especially pointy. Mm. See, I just I, I read that scene as like someone who knows nothing about that character as like he was dangerous but also like a little airheaded and wasn't like paying attention to where he was waving the knife on his forehead no he's that too (laughs) he's that too (laughs) bless um the other background pony that gets kind of focused on while apple bloom is trying to escape is um berry punch the one who just drinks directly out of the punch bowl yeah rude everyone at this party is so fucking rude yeah because of that scene the entire fandom was like ah she's a drunkard Oh my oh, god. And it's the worst characterization. She has a child. Jesus. Oh boy. No, she doesn't have a child. She has a younger sister. She has a younger sister. Sorry. I just everyone at that party was so fucking rude. <laughs> I was like, why are there so many adult ponies here who aren't doing anything? Like what? 
And then I was like, oh, I know why they're here. They're schmoozing. Mm-hmm. If they can get on Diamond Tiara's good side, they can get on her dad's good side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. And I love how Diamond Tiara's just like, prove you have a cutie mark. And it's like, okay, prove you've gone through puberty. <laughs> No, thank you. It's just, it's so... Oh, fucking... Uh, I hate this allegory. It's the worst. That scene did raise a question where it's like, why doesn't Apple Bloom just wear a skirt or a dress? Like, she doesn't have to go in every day and show anything she's uncomfortable with. Because clothing is a luxury that not every pony partakes in. It's interesting. Not only that, but, you know character models it costs more to also buy that. another character model but just think of all the fun action figures you could produce of fucking apple bloom and her various cute skirts fair they did that oh my god, <laughs> god damn it yeah they had like bigger versions of like the main six and like apple bloom and scootaloo and sweetie bell and like you could put them in like little outfits that they came with jesus cute and then there's also the uh, Build-A-Bear versions of them. Oh, yeah. And you can dress up Build-A-Bears. They still make those. Yeah. I I don't like their hair. Yeah, they look really weird to me. I much prefer, if I'm going to get a My Little Pony plushie, I'm going to commission one of the, like, 20 to 30 really good mm-hmm. My Little Pony plushie artists in the fandom. <laughs> yeah. August has one. Yep. I don't remember who did it, <laughs> but I have a really nice Applejack. The only complaint I have is she did not come with a hat. <gasps> Rude. <laughs> She's gorgeous, though. Like, I love her. Yeah, she hangs out in the hallway. I had a Fluttershy for a while. I oh. got rid of that one. Mm. I still have a bunch of my, like, plastic pony toys because I was collecting the blind bags for a long time. Oh, Dang. They're probably worth something now. I guess depending eh, on like it depends. I had like the retro ones when I was a kid, like yeah, the old derpy ones. Those ones are worth more money. The newer ones are not worth as much money unless if you got some of the special sets. Um, like I think I have a Nightmare Moon that might be worth like Ooh. something, but Ooh. I'm not gonna get rid of my Nightmare Moon. No. Right? You crazy? No, I had like I had one of the pink ones. I have a I have a few DJ ponies. I just know, like, that plastic that they were made of got dirty and it stained and you could never clean it. So I just had, like, this brownish pink pony. (laughs) You have to use, like, there's a few special methods to clean up plastic that you have to use. And with the plastic that My Little Pony toys are made of, it's so soft. Mm -hmm. You've got to be super careful. Yeah, they're not great for kids, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, the only reason I know this is because the same methods are used to clean up Furby faceplates. Oh, huh. Which yellow really badly. Oh, my God. Uh, the toy collecting communities, that's where I live. That's so fascinating, though. It is. <laughs> I know many. I mean, I, I have approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> this series is literally <laughs> built around, like, the franchise and being able to produce merchandise, so I feel like it's gotta come up in com- conversation sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have a question. Yes. Um, is there Mare chosen via cutie mark? Because <sighs> that was implied. That is, in fact, what they implied, and that is just... Oh my god, there's so many problems with this. Where was that implied? I missed there's this. There's so many. 
It's um when they were like when Scootaloo and Sweetie Belle were defending Apple Bloom, uh one of them said something like, She could be mayor. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wait, are they are, is their mayor chosen via cutie mark? Do they not get their cutie mark until they become mayor? Huh? What? Like, oh, I guess I'm mayor now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at Mayor Mayor, when'd you get your cutie mark? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> that is fair God. and distressing. Enjoy running the town. <laughs> yep. Uh pretty much. And uh the next point that Anya and I had, we both commented on the same thing again and I said Yours so- is a little different than mine. I know what mine is referring to, and I don't think it's referring to the same thing as yours. Oh. I thought it came around the same time. Um at any rate my next comment was, so once you have your cutie mark, you have nothing else to look forward to. Got it. I mean, I changed my major the last semester of college. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. It, it's bad. I have a, a similar note, which is like, a, I don't like the implication that ponies can't do things that have nothing to do with their cutie marks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what you enjoy shouldn't be your career necessarily <laughs> and if it is it should be in a context where like you still enjoy doing it mm-hmm. yeah exactly like rarity <sighs> like yeah. rarity looks yeah. at rarity whose special talent is not dressmaking yeah that's like one of the more interesting things too like rarity's special talent helps her career but it's not her career which is mm-hmm. really cool and like no more ponies could use that kind of, like, outside the box. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Rarity's kind of an odd duck. Like, she's the one who has to, like, actively practice her virtue. It's true. So, like, you know, she's already kind of an odd duck, and I really like that about her. It's good. Rarity's good. She's very good. She definitely is one of the ones that's grown on me over the course of this series, because at first she was quite obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> she she gets better and better and has really good moments in later episodes. Uh, I really like her in season five. Okay. I'm excited. Even in the few seasons we've watched, you can definitely see the growth in these characters, which is really cool. Yeah. And they start getting a little bit more consistent with the writing and stuff, and it's good. They actually start trying to build the world. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sort of. <laughs> Maps still don't make sense, but they're trying. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Bless. <laughs> the note that I had that's kind of from that same scene where, like, there's this big important spiel about how, like, these girls could be anything and like it's actually exciting that they don't have their cutie marks because that means they're not limited in what they can do and like it's actually a good thing that they don't have their cutie marks and my takeaway from that is like this is a really important lesson they learned i'm sure they'll totally stop trying to rush getting their cutie marks now right we won't ever see them just trying to rush into situations again right right They never learn this lesson for more than 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It's... Which... Sorry, go ahead. To a degree is kind of in character for children. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it takes multiple repetitions of the same lesson. They don't learn this lesson. (laughs) No. No. Their endgame is so unsatisfying. Yeah. I, I, like, looked up when they finally do get their cutie marks, and it... It's not like some big 
lesson. They just, the every episode with the Cutie Mark Crusaders is pretty similar with like a few exceptions mm-hmm. where like there's some fun ones where like Fluttershy takes care of the Crusaders and stuff that are uh, cute. I love that episode. But like most of their episodes and their character development is about trying everything they can possibly try to try and get their cutie marks as quick as possible. And they never seem to learn this lesson that just reoccurs. Yeah, and in those episodes, it also highlights what they are actually good at. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. And that's just not where it goes, even though that's what it felt like they were building up to. Yeah. like It's like, I'm gonna throw the writers off a cliff. It's almost treating them as dumber than they are. Like... These kids, Mm -hmm. they can pick up on stuff, like, give them some credit for being smart and have them learn a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) But anyways, there's so much more of this exact episode to come over and over again. Yeah. Yep. But worse. Yeah. Looks at an episode coming up. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that one is a lot yeah and i just wrote a stupid joke so they're gonna form the cutie mark illuminati the templars (laughs) crusaders is fine too i guess (laughs) (laughs) it's it's great that name spawned the second worst song in this whole series yeah oh god the first one being from an incredibly racist episode. Uh, I forgot about the Cutie Mark Crusaders song. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, Valid. I've heard way too many remixes of oh, it. No. Like, so oh many God. remixes of that song. Oh, no. They're all bad. <laughs> They're all bad. No, like, bad in the way where it's like they if don't... You start with a bad song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, there's talent in the way the songs were made. The artists who made the remixes are good remix artists. They just were given a bad song. Mm-hmm. And, like, not every song in this series is going to be a bop, but they do have some really good ones. So, like, you've oh, yeah. already set the bar. Yeah, the person, the dude who wrote all the music for My Little Pony, like, it's fucking, the shit that he writes is great. Yeah. There's like the songs from the movie? Oh my god. I don't know. I guess I'm just spoiled at this point because I'm also going through Steven Universe, <laughs> and Steven Universe has yeah. a really on point yeah. music team. Oh, yeah. But Steven Universe wins oh, in yeah. the, the musical cartoon. Oh yeah. But Absolutely. My Little Pony is still really good. But for what My Little Pony is. Yes. Yeah. My Little Pony was never fucking music. It was never about the songs. They just are sort of there. Like when they started happening, I looked Mm -hmm. at August and was like, wait, is this a musical? And they're like, uh, it's it's about the same amount of musical as the Animaniacs. And I suspect that it's motivated partly by the same thing, because with musical cartoons, Mm -hmm. like royalties get dispersed differently. Um, I don't know the the full details i just remember watching like a documentary or an interview with a bunch of uh animaniacs uh folks who talked about the reason why there was so much music was because the royalties went further so Hmm. i suspect that might be a motivating Ah. factor too interesting but that makes sense anyway (laughs) um 
my final point <laughs> is about the lingering shot on Celestia's butt. Because, again, this is another one of those things <laughs> where I'm sure this never comes up, but I'm deeply curious about it. What was Celestia like before her cutie mark? There's a lot of really good fan meta about it, um, about, like, her how she got her cutie mark and how Luna got hers but i don't believe it ever comes up in the show again i'd really love a lore book uh-huh right because like because there's like some ideas that they put down that they just don't pick back up again like yeah. did celestia when she was 10 years old get saddled with the knowledge that like surprise you're god um kind kind of is that's what it's implied is like celestia and luna saved Equestria from a lot of big bads, like, multiple times over. Like, the supposedly they took Equestria back from Discord originally, which is weird, considering the background we get at uh, the winter, uh, like, fuck. The hearth thing? Yeah, yeah, that, the, the, Chris the Christmas episodes. Yeah. Where we get some more backstory about how, like, the different pony kingdoms were found. And then it's like, mm -hmm. but how does this tie in with the alicorns? And it's weird. But we don't ever really get anything about how they got their cutie marks. Like, how they discovered we can raise, like, the sun and the moon. Yeah, that seems like a big thing to find out. Yeah. Honestly, that's what the movie should have been about. But no, we got <laughs> sea ponies. Now, I fucking love what they did with the sea ponies. But I would have loved to know what the fuck is going on with the princesses. Because we know that yeah, they can yeah. make princesses. Like, instead of creating more backstory, like, explain the backstory you've already got. That's not exactly. explained yet. Mm -hmm. It's it's wild. Ugh. There's really good fan meta. If I can find some of it, I'll shoot it y'all's way. Oh, yeah. please do. Yeah. Also, I want to know why why the fuck Twilight is writing to Celestia about something that had like nothing to do with her, really. And how mm -hmm. like how did she know what Apple Bloom was doing all day? Did did the did did the did the ponies involved in this uh shenanigan like just collude? <laughs> Were they talking about it mm -hmm. while Apple Bloom was running around? Y'all should have talked to Apple Bloom. I think that's why it made so much sense when they, like, transition more towards, like, everyone as a main character in the next seasons, mm -hmm. whereas, like, right now, Twilight has to be involved some way because she's the main character. Yeah, it's... Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> I yeah. love Twilight, but shoehorning her into every episode doesn't always work. It does not. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the first season, though. They were they were still finding their legs, so... Yeah. They, they got two legs. They need two more. <laughs> <laughs> gotta find him yep hunt for twilight's legs <laughs> all right do we want to close out this section yeah, yeah so <laughs> we transition after this to our main event where we we all pick one point from the episode that we want to draw draw attention to so i guess i can go ahead and read mine yeah um, I know we've done a lot of talking about how cutie marks aren't really explained too much, but as someone who was like interacting with this franchise for the first time in a 
a consumer role like this versus my previous role of like, I liked horses. So my mom bought me some of the horses and I didn't know what they were from. Like, it is cool to see a little bit more about this cutie marks, the whole thing of them and like get that world building information. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I don't think I ever questioned why there was a picture on my horse's butt when I was a kid. It was just like, it's a horse and I like it. So it's cool to to have that information now as an adult. Yeah. And my main event is Apple Bloom, the Apple sales pony is priceless. But um Jesus. <laughs> and a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A ten year old like hounding you to buy apples is a lot. Oh, I just had flashbacks to um selling Girl Scout cookies and selling Boy Scout popcorn. Oh, it was oh fruit and marching band for me. <laughs> they made you sell the fucking boxes of oranges. Uh, when I was in uh, band for like the one year I was in band, we had to sell like frozen cheesecake factory stuff and it was all bad. Because getting that stuff like frozen is the worst. That's, I mean, that's appealing, but also like I feel like if people want Cheesecake Factory, they'll just go buy Cheesecake Factory. They're not going to, like, wait for a kid Mm -hmm. to have a fundraiser. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Fundraisers are dumb. (laughs) Um, My main event was uh, points at 90s ska cheerily. Mm -hmm. It's very good. It's so good. That was a cute addition. (laughs) It's very good. And, like, a lot of kids watching the show probably had, like, the same reaction as the kids in the classroom and so that makes it even better. Yeah. It's good. That realization that's like, oh, man, now it's like that with like what I wore as a teen and all that, which wasn't that much different from today's attire. But I feel like 90s attire was where it was the most different. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Although... Trip pants. Mm. It's so hard to explain to people oh, who geez. didn't experience them. Yep. Jinkos. Oh, God. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> now on that note, uh, we are going to end each week with a horse fact. This is a random piece of horse trivia that we found on the internet that may or may not be true. We're assuming it's true because the internet would never lie. This week's horse fact is there's only one species of domestic horse, but around 400 different breeds that specialize in everything from pulling wagons to racing. If you have any fun horse facts and you want us to include them on the show, send them to us on Twitter at EquestriaGaze and we'll give you a shout out. Until next time, stay cool, everypony, and remember that black lives matter, trans rights are human rights, and wear your fucking mask. We cannot stress that enough. (laughs) Clap, 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 clap. Yeah.
Okay, let me invite Alistair. I have cupcakes stuck in my head. Oh god, it's so loud. Hello, <laughs> Alistair. How are you today, sir? Um, I am now recording, August. I am now deaf. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, okay, we're good, we're good. Um, Alright. Uh, are y'all ready for this? I am ready <laughs> I, great i was yes. trying to think of a horse pun and i couldn't think of it so that's okay <laughs> uh, I've, i I've noticed na- you put some in i've never been readier <sighs> <sighs> izzy i can't wait to do the podcast with you and only you <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna change your mind when i read my uh uh some of my bits no, I saw your I saw your intro. <laughs> I saw that you also uh put some puns in there. Hey. Alright. Oh god. If every pony is ready, I'm gonna go ahead and start this. Oh. Yep. We're good. Yep. Okay. Good. I bumped my mic, sorry. <laughs> How could you? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Tell your friends about us or tweet about us using the Equestria Gaze hashtag. We're also a member of Standing Stones Productions, a nonprofit podcasting guild. Some of our other shows include Follow the Leader and The Room Where It Happened, two TTRPG actual play shows, and The Escafil Files, a podcast where two of our friends read and talk about the Animorph series. You can find out more about all of our projects at stones underscore standing on Twitter. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Anyway, your support means a lot. Thanks again for listening.